0: Everybody, welcome to the Dash Podcast. This is Trey Gamage. I'm your host, and I've got with me Dr. Ronald Thornhill today. He does a little bit of everything. He's a dean of students. He's an author. He's a minister. He's a coach. You do it all. You do. What did yeah, I miss? Yeah. I know that's not even all the hats. What What other hats did I miss? Uh, well what I, I think you
1: well. I serve on several boards uh, in the community, uh, Southside Community Services Board, which deals with behavior health, as well as Southside South Virginia Community College. I serve on the, um, their board in terms of uh, not just selection of presidents, but um, the setting up and establishing curriculum for the community college.
0: Okay, okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, so how, how did you get started, uh, Doctor? You're in Virginia, obviously. We met a couple weeks ago at, at Shift. Mindset, mobility, momentum. You gave a powerful speech to close us out, um, and just hearing your story, it's it's amazing to to see all the things that you've been through, all that you've accomplished, and even how you are living through your children and still working and grinding and um, going on to to new higher heights in life. How how did you get started? So. Well, let, let's take it. Let's go with the book because this is your first book, right? Yes, so yes, you, yes, usually yes. in your first book, it's, it's it's really coming from your heart. I mean, I don't I'm not much of an author, so I mean, I don't know <laughs> how much truth is to it. But I'm, I'm tell me about inspiration, because um, a lot of times I'm sure your your book comes from the place where um, where everything gets started, that main passion.
1: Yeah, you you write on poetry. Uh, minspiration I'm a kind of like a three point guy. Uh, it has to do with the message, uh, ministry, and uh, the mandate that's placed before us as men. And about uh, several years ago, I, I was in a vehicle, an automobile accident, an accident, and I injured my meniscus. Uh, as it turned out, I had a meniscus tear. Uh, long story short, I had to make a decision uh, after going to the doctor, uh, whether to get arthroscopic knee surgery, physical therapy, or just you know, knee replacement or something like that, or a cortisone shot. And so, after much research, I decided to get an uh, research. surgery. And while I was reading Trey, um, I, I saw an option with that cortisone shot. You know, however, when I began to think about it, I equated the cortisone shot with a quick fix mm. versus a long-term solution. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, what we don't realize is men, you know, injections sometimes leave infections.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, wherein with uh, surgery, it requires a process. It requires long-term thought. And so
0: the Lord then, my ministerial side, kicked in. Right. Uh, and
1: so my, my decision was I, I'd rather go with a solution as opposed to just a shot. And, and a lot of times, you know, as men, you know, we, we want that short-term, uh, uh, you know, process of doing a short-term fix. Because, you know, we don't want to go through the process of waiting, uh, go through the process sometime of exposure. Uh, and for me, it then became more of, uh, you know, Lord, what are you really saying to me? And as it turns out, that meniscus tear
0: hmm.
1: exposed some other tears in my life, emotional tears, psychological tears, tears what my, you know, uh, what my son and my daughter and my wife, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so it then birthed the book and uh, during the recovery process which is usually about six to eight weeks uh that's when the, this passion for writing uh, i've always wanted to write you know i did my dissertation on african-american male dropout rate uh and i wanted to do a little bit more and make an extension from that mm-hmm. so again the, um that's what really birthed the book gotcha. was the, the the accident and the surgery. But more importantly, something long term versus
0: short term. Okay, okay. So where, where did um where did the title "inspiration"? Where does that come from? Why is it such an important deal to to inspire okay. men?
1: Excellent, excellent question. Uh, it, it's a combination of inspiration and motivation. Thus, the term "inspiration." I personally believe that it's hard to motivate folks because that root word "motif" is inward, but we all can inspire people because it's outward. Hmm. But when you get motivation and inspiration, thus it brings about inspiration because it's mending and blending of our stories as men. And, and one hmm. of the keys is if we expose ourselves or we become transparent, then I think that's when we can help other men. And, you know, it's about a message. The message is that we face challenges, right? but we've got to embrace some critical choices but at the end, we got to be willing to change. Yeah. You know, so if we don't, you know, expose or uh, talk about our message, we don't talk about ministry, then we can't really see the mandate that, that's upon us as men.
0: Mm, mm, that's real. What is the mandate that's brought upon us?
1: Well, the, the mandate is that we all have some challenges. We all have some pain and hurts. And, and ultimately, we've been injured in life. You know, uh, as an athlete, former athlete, and, of course, you know how that is, yeah. you know, we, we get injured. And sometimes some of us make a recovery and some of us never get back in the game.
0: Right.
1: However, we got to get to the place. The mandate is don't allow the injury to sideline you to the point mm. where you never get back involved, not just the game, except for the game of life. Because we shut down. We've seen athletes right. who experience sometimes catastrophic injuries. And they shut down. Yeah. But they don't know that they still have something to
0: offer. Right, right, right. Have, have you been in a place before where you felt like that yourself? Like you've been shut down and you kind of were stuck in, and as to where you were supposed to go and had to find which way you were going to make it out?
1: Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt, Trey. I mean, scuffly, coming from the inner city, coming from Richmond, I uh, haven't experienced some some tragedy you know, growing up. And I, I talk a little bit about it in my book. You know, with my older brother, you know, when you're in the hood sometimes, you know, you face bullies, you face uh, guys, you know, want to take your stuff. And as it turns out, you know, my brother ended up uh, in a bullying situation and, um, you know, he had uh, he had beat the guy up the week before, the following week, he come back, uh, three more guys come at him. Uh, needless to say, um, you know, he took a knife with him and uh, uh, the guy jumped him and he ended up stabbing one of the guys and mm. killed him. You know, that's real. That's real talk, and that's what really happened. Right. However, um, you know, going through my life, you know, not necessarily wanting to open up, I found out that we need platforms to be able to talk about our situation. And though it happened to him, it affected all of us. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, having uh, three other brothers and, and two other, you know, sisters, you know, six of us uh, total. And, uh, you know, you you got to be able to talk about it. If not, you'll find yourself shutting down, right. shutting folks out and never really uh, been able to tell us that you can overcome mm. sometimes adverse and difficult situations.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when did you, were you able to talk about that right away or was that something that you held in for a while?
1: Oh, yo, Trey, it is amazing that you would say that. It was the book that really birthed wow. the conversation. Wow. Know, in fact, I talked I talk with my brother, you know, about a week or two, about a week after the uh, book and he shared with me, look man, There were some things that happened slightly different, you know, but it was almost like it was off limits for all of us. You know, I mean, I'm talking almost, I'm 58, you're talking about 40, 42, 40 years ago. Wow. And we haven't talked about it since. I mean, none of us. Wow. So the book birthed the conversation. Hmm. And of course, he's now doing extremely well. He's mentoring other young men. And he has taken the book and has used it as a resource Wow. Uh, and he talked about chapter to chapter, you know, the training before the raining or who do we follow as men? How do we get through those difficult, you know, chapters
0: mm. or periods
1: in our lives? Mm. So, um, so, yeah, it was, it was rough initially, but we
0: were able to get through it. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. And you mentioned, like, the the emotional scars and the tears and the wounds that you um, uncovered through the process. Uh, what What were some of the other things that you realized that you... That, that, that impacted you, that you may not even have known um, until you got to this place in your life? Or what what are some of the other scars that you that you found?
1: Well, e- emotionally, you know, sometimes we don't realize, Trey, how we carry that now. As a I was 12, 13, and uh, this thing stayed within me. And so later on when I got married and, and had children myself, you know, sometimes I bottled things up. And in bottling those things up, we find out that our children, um, while we teach them, I subscribe to more is actually caught than taught. They catch things from watching us. You know, we Mm. model the message, whether we like it or not. And and so I, you know, my son, you know, he struggled with some things as well. That he ended up, you know, bottling things up. But he saw his dad do that. You know, as a pastor. You know, we, we can help everybody else. I talk about, you know, how surgeons sometimes can perform major
0: surgeries all over the world, but can't perform minor surgery right at home. Mm. You know, mm. and, and and it was an emotional detachment for me. However, what
1: happened through the book by me uh, becoming a little bit more transparent, my, my publisher, <laughs> bless your heart, she said, it sounds good, but you, you're going to have to uh, uh, snatch the covers off. And, and tell, not necessarily tell the world, but be transparent
0: if you right. want to help someone. Right. You know, so uh, that was emotional but psychologically I fought back and forth. Do I, you know, share it? Do I not hmm. share it?
1: You know, so we eventually share it and we get through it. And, and of course I'm better right. than that and um, feel better as a pastor as well.
0: Yeah. What was the most difficult chapter to write?
1: <laughs> I, I think it was probably... Uh, always the first chapter because you to let folks in yeah. you know to your story that that's so hard, you know, and getting started is always difficult because you know the chapter one is it deals with so who do we follow? Mm. You know, how do we get the blueprint? How do we get the model in and you know with my father, great uh great model in terms of work ethics, but with regard to um, some of the uh, uh, affectionate side, emotional side, I and mean, his dad was there. So, how how do you find that example? And so then you go to the Bible, you know, and and the Lord took me down to the father's house. He took yeah. Jeremiah there, but he took me there as well, and he showed a vessel uh, that was on the wheel. And this is the amazing thing, Trey. All of us have been on the wheel. we made mistakes, but the, the text suggests to us that the vessel was marred or destroyed while yet still in the hands of the bottle. Mm. And, and how many of us have been marred or scarred to the point where we feel that uh, you know we couldn't make it out? Yeah. But in this particular case, uh, what I found out is that sometimes what what we generally think sometimes will... will uh, I mean, scars will uh, kind of put us in a place where uh, we find ourselves or uh, feel like we can't make it out. But it doesn't necessarily have
0: to define right. know, who we are. Right. That's good. That's really good. Hmm. I like it. Um, and, and with all of these hats that you're wearing, you know, who who did who did you follow to get out of there? You know, you talked about finding finding them inspiration to find the people that help you um kind of get to that place. Who, who who helped you in your in your journey? Uh
1: great, great point. And, and this is one of the reasons why I always wanted to go into coaching. Uh, and, and truth to the matter is that we all as pastors, we're simply life coaches but it was my high school coach you know, uh, George Lancaster I mean, he uh, was phenomenal, not just being a, a surrogate father but being at times a big brother at times a disciplinarian yeah. but above all a friend, and, and now he was the one that did the foreword of my book Okay. Uh, and, and, and he, he kind of gave me the notion of about those scars those scars will remind us but they never should define us mm. you know and and so although i had the scars my life he, he stepped in you know and and i was a point guard and, and i could fill it up to uh dream, you
0: know? <laughs> <that> out <laughs> okay
1: no, but, but but as a point guard and as a leader you know he, he never would hit me hard but he knew that there were unspoken things he could look at me a certain way and i and i got the, i right. got the picture. But he was, the, uh, he was the one. He would pick us up during the summer. He had a Volkswagen back during that time and played summer league. We didn't have AAU ball during that time, but it was summer league. And so he just took the time. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: totally And
1: that would make the difference.
0: Mm. Um, you talk about, uh, I think as you said, having a Timothy and having a Joshua.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, that, that's a part of that, that model. Uh, that, that I think every man needs
0: two men in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
1: actually, and Abraham to look up to. You know, okay. because Abraham was the father of faith. Gotcha. But he also needs a Timothy to pour into. You know, because there will come a time and season in all of our lives, you know, where we, we need, you know, somebody that, that, that we can look up to, you know, to search, to search out for answers. And for me, that was my coach. But now I'm at a stage where I'm more about development. And who can I pour into? I'm looking for my successor now uh, as relates to, you know, pastoring. That, that's one of the greatest tragedies, uh, particularly in the African-American church as well as the African-American circle, is that we, we build these great cathedrals. We, we have great uh, charisma, but we never pass the baton on properly. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Success is not success without succession. That's, that's mm. what Miles Monroe shares with, that, shares with us. You know, and he I read a lot of his his material, a lot of his books on purpose, about leadership, about men taking their life that rightful place. But one of the things that stuck with me is that, you know, we we, we talk about successors, but but you know, you can't have you know successors without you know, we can't have success without a successor. But we've got to be intentional mm-hmm. with passing the baton to those that, that we see potential in. And and and, and let's face it. You know, there are those that will
0: come along that
1: are better than us. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we've got to be afraid or insecure yep. with who we are. Yeah. And that's why we, a lot of times, don't fast the time because we're insecure with
0: who we are. Mm. I heard about it spoken of uh, another way from, I believe, Ty Lopez. I don't know if it was a TED Talk or something of that nature, but he talked about the law of 33 is what he yeah. called it. I guess a more secular version. Um, what 33% of the people would should be in a, in a mentorship capacity, 33% of the people should meet you where you are, and 33% of the people should be who you're pouring into or bringing up in the world. Um, I, I think we talked about it briefly when we were on Facebook Live a few weeks ago. And talking mm-hmm. about generational cycles and generational curses. And a right. lot of times people are born into these situations where your brother does something that, that keeps you stuck or your or your child does something or your parent does something or or somebody does things, even if it's um, infidelity, you know, that, that can run from, from father to son to son to son, you know, and just different aspects of um, right. your personal life that you don't realize you're carrying from your father or your mother or your aunt or your uncle or your brother. How do you deal with those?
1: Well, you know, Trey, and that's that's a, a real transparent area that I think we all need to address. And, and there are things that are inherent, or and I don't like to use the word hereditary, but but because we have the proclivity or the potential of doing that, if we don't surround ourselves uh, with the right people, and hmm. if we don't become, if we're not accountable to someone. Yeah. You know, I think that that's one of the keys. You know, it's easy, man, to go on solo missions as men. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: we, we, we get into this isolation,
0: you know, right. friendships, and um, sometimes we're not to be found,
1: not because we don't want to be found, but it's simply because we are accustomed to yeah. or used to doing this. But it's like you said, um, when, when there are things that happen in our lives, you know, we, we open ourselves up and the proclivity to do it is there right. because we've seen it. However, with me, I've always felt that every pastor needs a pastor.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: don't care actually who you are. Mm -hmm. You can be renowned, but if you don't have a pastor, you get to that place, man, where you have no
0: checks in your life. checks and balances is important, you know. And so for me, accountability, pouring into, looking up to,
1: and then at the end of the day, Trey, even with all of that, we still miss the mark.
0: Yeah yeah you know, yeah. You know, so, uh, that's that's a good point that's a good point I, I hear about um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to you Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody I like to listen to in the okay. business world he's very straightforward, very transparent I mean, one of the things he talks about is, is how young people are and he'll have a lot of people that are 23, 27, 28 come to him and talk about how they aren't successful yet and how they haven't made it yet Um, right. but oh. it, it, it kind of goes to a way to let you know like hey I'm 40, or I'm 58, or I'm whatever. I'm still young. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. still very young. How do right. you How do you get someone um, like me, where they say youth is wasted on the young? I don't want to waste my youth while I'm young. How do I get to a point in my own mindset um, where I can focus on the big picture, but do the work right now?
1: <laughs> well, you you raise some powerful and penetrating questions, Troy. Uh, one of the first thing I would say to you is keep living. You know, um, and, and and in living, uh I really subscribe to balance, you know, and, and balance in my opinion is one of the keys to life. Um never be so uh narrow-minded where you know you 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 or young folks can't listen to anybody else. Mm. However, never allow somebody to put you in a corner or put you in a box. Where well, you can't be who you are, mm. you know, uh, because in, in that regard, and, and a lot of times people that do that, it's it not because they're just insecure, but they never had any models before them, you know. And, and so, my, my word to you and perhaps other millennials is: be open, but don't be afraid to follow the process
0: mm. that's in front of you. Mm. You know, I, I believe that, that, that there, are, there are various processes
1: that have worked. And 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 sometimes there are those that don't work, but don't be afraid to at least listen, walk it out, and although it may not work out, yeah, just allow time to flesh it
0: out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because I said time heals it all, right? Time, time. I mean, in the more somebody talked to me before about how um, life could be like a pizza or a pie and each each year. You you cut another slice of that pie. So the, the slices get smaller every every year. If every year was a slice of pie, you, you're getting a smaller piece. So it seems like time flies because when I'm 10 years old, I got 10 pieces of pie. Well, now I'm 25. I got 25 slices of the same. You know, size. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 yeah. kind of a difference in the way that you're growing life. So, what was traumatic? What was a traumatic experience for me at 16 years old is now a slap on the wrist at 26 years old mentally. Um, well, yeah, excuse yeah, me, yeah. I'm twenty, I'm yeah. 25. Um, right. But just w- whatever in general, um, building your place to that capacity. What what do you realize now about yourself? What hasn't changed about you, rather? What what stayed the same about you from your youth? To where you are right now,
1: <laughs> you know uh, it's amazing. There, there's the uh and I, and I may have mentioned before the the story about the African prince, you know, uh and you know Dennis Kimball tells the story. Oh yeah, you know, about
0: it. love the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> love it. And, and 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 since you perhaps know about it, I can just cut across the field. No, talk talk now? about
0: it, talk because I don't think a lot of people have heard it. Go ahead and tell the story.
1: <laughs> well. He, he, he tells the story about this young, you know, prince, the, the king comes to him. His dad comes to him and says, hey, son, well, you know, um, well, what do you want? And his son is a hunchback. And sometimes, you know, he was in talk to the community and, and a lot of things are said. But he, he said, well, what do you want for your, you know, the 13th birthday? And so he said he wanted a statue of himself. But he didn't want, he wanted the statue to show him, um, you know, erected, you know, standing tall, not bent over. You know, so his his dad struggled with that. You know, the king struggled because he didn't want a statue of his son and the whole community looking at him, you know, like that. So after he, he you know, he grants him the request, uh, eight years passes, and at the 21st birthday of the prince, that morning he, he wakes up, Trey, and somehow or another, as he's piercing through the window, uh, the, the, the the glazes of the sun, it, it hits him in his eyes. And amazingly, as that sun hits him the right way, that prince, he, he, he kind of leans over and he finds himself standing up. And, and when he begins to stand up, he begins to look up. And when he begins to look up, somehow or another, he, he begins to stand more up in the sense that He's no—he's no longer yeah. back. And, and so the moral of the story is that when the people come to the the, the prince and say, "Wasn't this the the hunchback? They they say, "How did you do it?" And these were his words. He said, "What thou seest, that thou beest. If you can see it, you can be it." Yeah. And, and for me, what, what has has remained is my attitude. I, I'm just saying I'm hmm. 58, but I feel sometimes like I'm 22. And I can still do it. Of course, I know I can. <laughs> but, it's, but it's all in the mind. My mindset has changed from the standpoint right. of, you know, uh, how I treat people, how I do people. And now I may have a lot of titles, uh, a lot of alphabets behind your name. But at the end of the day, I'm still... I mean, my nickname was Bay, Right. And those that, that see me in the hood know that I don't treat them differently. I'm still down to earth. I, I remember where I came from. And I think that's what gets me through the tough times. You know, I can abase and abound. I can, I can talk with, with the doctors, but when I'm talking to Trey and anybody else, you know, I'm down to earth and I'm, I can relate to people. Yeah. And I think, uh, that's the one thing over the years I've grown, I've learned from my mistakes. You know, I've been through some storms, I, I've got some scars, um, you know, I've got certain things that, that remind me, I've got the, the, the strikes to remind me, but at the end of the day, I feel like I can still talk to that drunkard, I can talk to that, that bum, I can talk to that person, and make him feel that uh, he's not alone.
0: Right, so. right. That's it, powerful. It yeah, it does. It does. Well, wh- where can people find Minspiration? Where can they find you at if they wanted to get in contact with you?
1: Well, well you know, I got a Facebook page, Ronald Thornhill. Uh, I got a Twitter account uh, at Dr. Thornhill. You know, twenty-three, and uh, I have a Minspiration page. You know, on Facebook, you can go there, and I, I, I you know, I put some out the inspiration moments uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Okay. Uh, and um, I just just put some things out there. Not too traditional, Trey. I know everybody do devotionals. I'm not knocking that. But my 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 moments, my inspiration sharing is something um, related to uh, as easy as window shoppers. I talk about, you know, window shopping uh, and how, uh, wonder, I said, beware of window shoppers. Uh, people that talk about what they would do, should do, could do, but at the end of the day, they won't do. Mm. You know, and... Uh, just some
0: quotes, some inspirational things. Yeah, some moments uh, of that have a biblical
1: background that just kind of get
0: you through the day. Right, right, right. I like it. I like it. And I, I think uh, it may have been another reiter- another iteration of the story. Excuse me, um, or an extension of it. But I saw a part where they said that the prince would stretch every day in the morning for those eight yeah. years, and he would stretch and stretch and stretch himself um, until he got to be that way as well. So he put in the work to get there and he prayed on it and, and you know like you said you see it you can be it um, he didn't see himself as he was in that moment he saw himself as he wanted to be uh, down you. the road and he worked until he made that happen so that's what the inspiration is about now thank you so much for joining us Dr. Thornhill uh, that was a good time for you that's thank listening you, you're, you're welcome for you listening I hope you take the time to comment like it share it with your friends and go get that book Minspiration
1: <laughs> yes sir Drake Thank
0: you. Oh, yeah.